Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 223. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And it's much later than normal. Much. In fact, we are tomorrow in one minute. We're never tomorrow, it's always today. We just hit tomorrow. Welcome to the future, gents. Except it's, if you're listening to this, it's actually the past. We're really tired. We're really out of it. I take full responsibility for that. We're recording much later than we normally do, and so we're all kind of out of it as a result. Um, before we Speak ramble, for yourself. <laughs> before we ramble entirely off the rails, hey, let's give a shout-out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, Radio KSCR, Open Book Audio, Eagle Moss Limited, and our friends at 4814. You may have noticed that uh, episode 222 was up a little bit late this last week. That's because our server had a meltdown. And you know what our friends at 4814 did for us? They moved us over to a new high-speed solid-state drive server. And the site's kind of flying ever since. Yeah, it's awesome. It's nice. It's been it's like uber nice. Like we should have had a breakdown long ago <laughs> if that's what we get. No, I'm, I'm joking, guys. Thank you for fixing it. We appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I, we we didn't mention Colin. I, I feel remiss without mentioning Colin. Oh, he's still trapped under a server somewhere. No, I, tonight, it's server fire. He died in a horrible, horrible server fire. Yeah. One day the technology will be there, but we don't have to lose any more podcasters to server fires. (laughs) It's tragic, really. It's like the old projectionists back in the day when the film would catch fire and they'd all die in the theater. It's just like that in a data center. No, not good times. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) was that the wrong thing to say at the wrong time? That is the wrong. That's inappropriate. Um, We kind of have feedback. Um, sort of. It comes from Glue. Glue actually um, asked us last week what kind of microphones we use, what kind of headsets we use. He sent me an additional email asking me kind of how I mix down the show. Um, and I should have known, Glue, you stabbed us in the back. You're going off to make your own show. You're going to steal all of our listeners away. I see how it is. Um, he says, uh, Zook showed me how to do some things. And I'm very grateful for that. I did this through Audacity. He, he actually sent us a link to some of his stuff. And also a Blue Yeti mic. Uh, sadly, I impulsively bought a mic before I listened to your response. Sorry, I missed seeing you, Schmitty. Um, tried to retain as much information. Uh, he put some background music into his test ones. He says, I don't know how Squishy does this all by himself. I give him mad props. I mean, he deserves a lot of credit. And you are right. He does. I've only had to do one episode solo. And it sucked. I don't know if the episode sucked, but the experience sure did. It, it Withhold was, comment. But. Thank you. <laughs> it definitely wasn't great. I, I can admit that. It was not great. Yeah. And I, and I apologize. I um, I had some distractions here at my house, and then I heard my name. What did he say about, about me? That you're a putz. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, best of luck, Glue. Hope that works out for you. Um, the, the stuff you sent over did sound awesome. And, hey, if anyone else wants feedback or, you know, mentoring in podcasting, I guess, send us emails at feedback at com. Because we're profesh. <laughs> yeah. We are professional hobbyists. We do this for no money. Um, we do 
get lots of adoration from the public, though. What, don't you guys? Is public like someone's name, like a specific person? Yeah. I can't imagine we'd get admiration from more than one person. Yeah, Public Jones. My my wife doesn't adore me for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because neither does mine. <laughs> I know. This is like our version of fantasy football league that we disappear to every Thursday night. <laughs> Except instead of just going on from August to January, it's 52 weeks a year. Who's hardcore now, you jocks? <laughs> All right, um, into some weird headlines. Um, admittedly, it's been a busy week. Uh, we're recording this on the 3rd of July, so it's right before the holiday weekend. And whenever that's the case, it's always a slow news week. You notice that? Right before a holiday, it's always slow. Yes. It's like, come on, world. Come out with something good for us. Um, but the EU... There was a bit of headline baiting, and I fell for it, saying that the EU is introducing a bill to kill net neutrality. And I'm thinking, oh, geez, Europe, what is wrong with you again? Seriously, again? You're going to do this to us again? And I started reading into it, and while the headline is technically accurate, it actually brought up some really interesting questions. It's not so much that they're trying to kill net neutrality. However, they are talking about introducing a fast lane that is going to be for dedicated traffic. And you may be thinking, well, hey, Zook, that's exactly what you've described before that the U.S. has tried to do and that telecom providers have tried to do for preferred clients and whatnot. Their point is not to do it to preferred clients, but but certain uh, prioritized services, such as, for instance, your self-driving car. Or telehealth monitoring. And when I started thinking about that, I'm going, yeah, you know what? You're right. I kind of want my car's uh, data signal to be uninterrupted by the Clash of Clans update I'm downloading in the car. You know, I don't want my Pandora streaming to kill me because my car couldn't connect to navigation servers. So in that way, I kind of understand their philosophy behind the whole fast lane for certain services. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't know. I I have mixed feelings about it because of uh, I don't know. I I jury is still out for me. <laughs> That's because you weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I think he just called you out. He did drop the mic? Out. Drop the mic. <laughs> You know, I th- I think you bring up some really good points, though, Zook. I mean, how crappy would it be you're, they're driving your Tesla and it needs to get an update, but so does Clash of Clans. You know, And it kills you. And it kills you, and you die, and then Comcast says, but net neutrality, you know? I mean... I'm sorry, but that Netflix movie he was streaming was getting equal priority from the network as his... And when I say telehealth, many people may not understand immediately what telehealth is. Uh, If you are suffering from some kind of medical malady or you are on home bed rest, oftentimes they will hook you up to a telehealth monitor. Uh, It's kind of like those machines that monitor your health at the hospital, only they can run from home. And many of them have their own built-in SIM card and 4G or 3G modem, so they can automatically update stats to your healthcare professionals. And if something happens... 
then they are notified just the same way as your nurse down the hall would be. Obviously, the response speed's a little bit different, but this is really for people who qualify for home health. And you don't want a notification like that to take a while that, oh, by the way, sorry, you're going into cardiac arrest, but your kids are upstairs, you know, just downloading loads of stuff. So, sucks to be you. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I feel like this is a slippery slope, though, because if we say it's okay for one type of service, why not others? Someone that can dump a lot of money into it. Like, yeah, Comcat. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, and I hadn't even thought about that, but you're absolutely right. What if a big, big name data provider tries to say, well, look, all of our stuff is prioritized because blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Then suddenly they're getting prioritized traffic over all the other ISPs. So slippery. I, don't, I think you said it best. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. I guess part of the question is, too, is like, is the Internet really the only way to transmit information nowadays? That sounds like a dumb question. I realize that sounds like a dumb question. You don't want your self-driving car communicating by ham radio. But it's like, I want it communicating via Pony Express. Well, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the Internet itself is just a series of tubes. <laughs> no. Right, right. The other day, my employee sent me an email. And my internets didn't get it until today. And you want to know why? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, the internet itself is just is, it's just a whole bunch of servers interconnected be- between each other. Um, but you could, in theory, have another network that's not the internet of communication devices. Oh, you know, like cell phone carrier traffic. Um, or... You know, like you mentioned, ham radio. There's a whole slew of different ways to communicate without having to connect to the quote-unquote internet. Yeah, I just, I, I realize it's the easiest. It's the most cost-effective because it's already everywhere. Yeah, and it's a standardized communication protocol. Really easy to buy a NIT card and put any device on it. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is really interesting. I'd be interested to see a lot more feedback. And normally, I'm the first one to just bash on the EU for making stupid tech decisions. But you got to admit, this opens up a real can of worms. You know what else is a can of worms? A can of worms. A can of worms. (laughs) Yes. And by the way, can I just ask, who sells canned worms? I think Walmart does. the, The worms that I've purchased aren't ever in a can they're usually in a styrofoam cup right but no one ever says open up a a top ramen container of worms you're right it's a can of worms i wonder if it's like figurative i wonder if it means like the can has gone bad and instead of botulism you got surprise worms (laughs) i was expecting tuna Well, that's going to sit badly in my stomach. Um, Okay, so Apple Music. Um, (laughs) I've heard... Sorry, there's a pause there, because I've heard some really mixed things about this since it's launched this week. Um, Evidently, they're really quick to point out that it is worldwide. It's all around the world. It's worldwide. They keep repeating it over and over and over and over, except for the fact that it's not... It's available in about 100 countries, 
which is almost worldwide. But let's but be is honest. Is it innovative? That's the question. <laughs> it's like saying, YouTube, it's worldwide. Well, yeah, it's on the internet. Worldwide web. Yeah. I. So what? Congratulations. Um, one thing that is kind of cool, they set it up so there are toll-free numbers. You can call in requests. That's kind of cool, I think. That's not something you get on Pandora or Spotify or many of the other music streams. It's like they really are trying to make this a radio station. They're trying to merge what made radio popular with what makes streaming media popular. And that's kind of cool, I gotta admit. Um, what's less cool is the fact that they, uh, they have a really weird mix of music where you can go from eclectic Zydeco music into uh, Dr. Dre. Who, by the way, is an Apple employee now. And there's like nothing to transition between the two. And by the way, on those Dr. Dre songs, because Apple is really, really desperate to keep it family friendly, it may bleep out some words. It may bleep out entire verses, which makes you wonder, why are you playing the song then? Yeah, what's the point if it's just one long bleep? Maybe it's a comedy show. I don't know. I think that's hilarious listening to three minutes of bleeping with maybe a word in the middle of it. Oh. It's like those redacted government <laughs> papers that only have like three words. <laughs> and one of them is is. Well, you got to define the meaning of the word is. Right, right. Um, also, there are ads, which shouldn't really surprise any of us, but at the same time, kind of surprise all of us because Apple never mentioned them. And Apple has loads of money. So... And they're little ads so far. Things like Beats 1 is made possible by American Express or you are listening to Beats 1. Apple's whatever brought to you by, you know, TGI Fridays. I don't think TGI Fridays actually sponsors <laughs> Apple. Can you tell we're kind of low energy here? Schmitty no. actually just actively died. I, I'm pretty sure Schmitty's just like sleeping at this point. But that would be awesome. You, you're listening to... You're listening to uh, the Chronic album spotlight featuring Dr. Dre. Brought to you by Ross. Dress for less. Yeah, brought to you by Foot Locker. That just, that sounds awesome to me. I would love it if that happened. Because, you know, it's funny because I look at Apple. Fungal anti-itch cream. And people who use Apple, and I... I know that this is not how they want to be perceived, but I really kind of perceive uh, like these iPhone fanboys and these these people that are just diehard Apple people as somewhat of sellouts, somewhat of a sellout. They don't think they are, though. No, they don't. And so I think that would be so awesomely ironic if Apple sold out or the well, I, it is awesomely ironic because they did. They sold out for ads. I mean. They've sold themselves to Chili's to go. <laughs> Be sure to click the banner in the app to make your free Chili's to go order. Yeah, I just think it's awesome. Not available worldwide. But Chili's to go is pretty good, though. This is true. If you've got to sell out. Yes. They're queso, man. <laughs> it's better it, than is, like Olive Garden to go. Is Microsoft going to buy ads? Will Android buy ads? That would be hilarious. I Beats would love one that. radio on a- Apple Music brought to you by the new Windows Phone. <laughs> I love that. And I, I'm surprised that those... 
call-in numbers. You know, you mentioned how Apple set up the toll-free phone numbers. I'm really kind of surprised that those aren't uh, like 900 numbers. Remember back in the day, you, have the, you got the 1-800 numbers that are free and then the 1-900 numbers that are like 99 cents a minute totally, or yeah. more. So I just, I think that's hilarious. I bet they're this, using Google Voice numbers. <laughs> I just, I don't know. There's so much about this that I just find comical. Well done, Apple. Innovative. And worldwide. I'm, um, my kids have been sitting at my desk. <laughs> They've been messing with my with my microphone stand, and they broke my stapler. Which I know sounds like I'm quoting Office Space now, but they really broke my stapler. <laughs> the Is it a red stapler? swing line by chance? No, it's like, like, I don't know if you guys can see it. That's the spring for it. Yeah. Uh, for those who obviously cannot see what Zook just did, he held up a blue stapler. It is a swing line. A blue swing line stapler, and it's kind of, it, it was in an upside down V, and the spring was hanging out, uh, just kind of dangling there in the middle. Lifeless. Like, like the thing in the back of your throat, your uvula. It's the uh, uvula stapler. It's a very popular model. It is. It is. It's not natural for a stapler. You need to get that looked at. You, you probably should. I, I'm thinking you need like probably six to eight weeks of physical therapy. They broke my stapler. <laughs> Can I give you a little bit of parenting advice, Zook? Beat them with it? No, now is the time where you go and break something of theirs. <laughs> it's it's then, after midnight. I'm just going to randomly walk into their room and just smash things. And then, no, don't tell them you broke it. <laughs> you know why I did this. And they'll eventually discover it, and they'll start blaming each other. Bad parenting is not condoned by Stolen Droids Media. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, my kid has been alive. My oldest kid has been alive for 15 years. I know what I'm talking about. But she was originally his oldest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the not the first kid. teller. Uh, the first to survive all the torture techniques. Yeah. <laughs> He's just refined them since. Uh, she is in a boot every time we see her at Fanex. <laughs> it happens. Um, okay. From the, oh my gosh, are you sure it wasn't BlackBerry who did this? Sprint has a new policy. If you are on their unlimited data plan, they have a special way to make sure you don't go over, which makes so no sense if you're on an unlimited data plan. See, they've added a hard limit to how fast you can stream video. That limit, 600 kilobits per second. Yeah. 600 kilobits. You may not know what, what that is. Yeah, for reference, a uh, a YouTube video at a low quality, considered low quality, 480p, takes about one and a half to three megabits per second, which is three times what this cap is. That's, that's ridiculous. You can't stream video at that. Well, what's more is the fact that uh, the U.S. has recently redefined what broadband even is. Broadband, okay, originally broadband was anything above 768 kilobits per second, if I'm remembering the number correctly. And now I want to say it's, what, 15? 
Yeah. 15 megabits? Megabit. Okay. So this is slower than 1994 era broadband. It's that slow. Yeah. That's dumb move. Really dumb move. Super dumb move. And what's really dumb is the fact, and this isn't in the headlines, but uh, Sprint's CEO took to Twitter and started calling out uh, John Legit. How do you say the guy's Legere. name? Legere. Legere. Wow, I'm out of it tonight. We should just wrap it up here. Um, <laughs> the, the CEO of T-Mobile calling him out saying, hey, you know, we're really tired of this whole uncarrier thing. We're just as good as anyone else. You can't come after us. Oh, by the way, 600 kilobit per second video cap. Yeah, no, you're, you're sending conflicting messages there, real mixed signals. See, one, on one hand, you're saying we don't suck. And on the other hand, you are very clearly saying, yeah, we suck. <laughs> I just I don't know what they're thinking. Why don't they bring BlackBerry back if, if this is where they're going to go? Yeah, and maybe, maybe they're planning on BlackBerry because I think BlackBerry can only stream at six hundred kilobits per second. That's so not us just bashing on them. It's true. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of us bashing on them. It's it's only, it's not bashing if it's true. So I'm just stati- I'm just stat- stating. Sp- Fact. It's actual, factual. It's science. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you just quote zippity doo dah? <laughs> I, I did. I'm glad you caught it because I was I, waiting. For that. I was sitting here, and I don't know if you could see it, but I heard those, and I was trying to. It, it was all going through my head. I was and waiting like, for you to say everything is satisfactual. <laughs> well, I I was going to. And, uh, but it took me a second to realize, okay, so this is the next line from what he said. <laughs> and what song is that from? Oh, zippity doo because that's the next line. Yeah. Here, here Schmidt, turn on draw. I'm going to draw a Confederate flag behind you now. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the esophagus. We wouldn't want to get banned on Android. <laughs> Or, or um, no, iPhone, sorry. I, yeah, Android iOS, doesn't care. Yeah. I, yeah. They'll pull us from iTunes. There's actually, I think, a Confederate bug bot on the Android. Uh, <laughs> be together, not the same ad campaign. Um, okay, so let's talk about BlackBerry. Yay. Is that racist to call it BlackBerry? Should no. it be African American Berry? Blackberry's a awesome. That's the look of Uncle Remus right there, my friend. I'm going to smack you. (laughs) Okay, BlackBerry. Anyway, yes, BlackBerry. They've been coming out. It's taken forever. That's why I'm I'm wording it that way. With a new phone. It is called the Venice, which I didn't think was an actual word when we started this because I'm that tired. I thought they miswrote. I thought they honestly miswrote Venus. Because BlackBerry Venus would have been a cool name. But not the Venice. That just sounds pretentious. Anyway, it has a 5.4-inch quad HD screen, a Snapdragon 808. Um, And just those two things right there sound like, wait a minute, that's actually sounding like like a phone, like a 2015 phone. It also runs Android. Yep, 2015 phone. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Congratulations, modern day. I want to know... Did is this phone just inherently insecure then? Because very recently, John Chen said, "If I could make an Android phone secure, I'd do it." He went on record saying that. Yeah, we talked about this. Was it last week? Uh, yeah, it wasn't long ago. It was recent. So, 
So maybe he'd gone and done it. Maybe he was hinting at, at the phone, and he just doesn't know. See, this a, This only took me a day. Slight of, of our language. I don't know. I mean, may, maybe this is what he was hinting at, that what, he's going to have know a, for a secure fact, Android phone. Yeah, we know for a fact that John Chen listens to the show. So I'm going to guess the fact is that he heard us make fun of him and said, oh, wait, you mean Android is actually secure now? Okay, went into work the next day and made this. <laughs> you think he could put something out that quickly? Oh, yeah, the guy's a genius. You know? okay. There's no one else left at BlackBerry, so there's a few marketers. There's the mailroom yeah. guy and the weekend janitors that they can only pay like every other week. Um, and Are John there Chen. any marketers, or did they all get canned after they were too bold? The Be Bold campaign? Yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine anyone surviving that. The, the the marketers are actually just a room full of monkeys and typewriters, but they haven't been fed in like a month, so it, it got all Hunger Games up in there. It was um, the best of times. <laughs> it was the blurst of times. Now, this thing is, of course, a BlackBerry, which means it has a physical keyboard. It is a portrait-style slider, which I haven't seen in a long time, but if it works, it works. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I, I got to say that when I when I first saw pictures of this, I was impressed. I, I geeked out a little bit. I mean, they, it appears that it has the curved edges like the Samsung Galaxy S6 edge. Um, and and the physical keyboard. I mean, I, my first Black... Or not Blackberries. My first Android phones had physical keyboards because... It, you needed it them. Just, yeah, you needed them at the time. Um, and so I, I kind of geeked out a little bit because it was, one, a little nostalgic, and two... Um, I like the curved edges of the of the S6. Um, so I geeked out, and then the back of my brain said, "Shut up! It's BlackBerry. You can't like it." <laughs> so uh, I was I'm I'm conflicting with myself. Fall I, upon your sword, Schmitty. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a really mixed bag of a lot of different phones. Because looking at it, it has the slider of an early Android phone. It has kind of the front curves of a Nokia Lumia. Yeah. Um, Screen-wise, it looks like an iPhone because it's just the app drawer. They're they're not showing the actual home screen. They're in the app drawer. But the keyboard is unmistakably BlackBerry. It is so BlackBerry, Ryan Seacrest right now is looking at it going, hmm, that looks pretty good. That was was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Took you all the process, that. (laughs) that. That one was hurtful, but okay, go ahead. No, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> it's over. It, it, it's it's good. Okay. Anyway, so AT&T is rumored to be picking this up. We don't know when it's going to happen, and I have to imagine it's not going to be on all markets. I think this is really going to be one of those phones that you can find it online and occasionally in stores. You, you don't think that they're going to really throw this one out there? I don't think so. Uh, and if they do again, it's only going to be online. Uh, and the reason being is because most AT&T stores, most stores in general, don't even have Windows Phone. And if they do, it's like a picture. They don't usually have one there you can play with because they're devoted to Android. And then the section for the iPhones. You know, because I they're, was in, they're what sell. I, I was in a T-Mobile a couple nights ago, um, close to my home here uh, in the town in which I live. And... It's interesting because I walked in, and do you remember back in the day, you walk into a cell phone store, and there's just cell phone after cell phone after cell phone. Different Mm -hmm. models that you could pick up and play with. They had like an S6. And they all look different. 
an S6 Edge. Uh, I think they had the uh, LG G4, uh, an iPhone, and there was like one other. There was like six models that you could choose from. Yeah, if you were to look up and see how many Android phones are out there, there's hundreds if not thousands that you can currently choose from. And I found it interesting that they just had six or eight in the store that you could even really do anything with. I was very surprised by that. So I don't know. With BlackBerry doing this, I think BlackBerry's really going to want to pimp this as hard as they can. I would agree. I don't think they know how. Well, that's a given. I mean, it's BlackBerry after all. This is great for business individuals. Yeah. So. No, and here's why they won't. Honestly, here's why they won't. Because they have spent the last mm, seven years trying to convince us that QNX and BlackBerry OS is the best OS out there. And that it is what's secure. It's what gets business done. It's the one you need. All these other ones are just flash in the pan. If they were to go out and pimp their new Android phone, saying how awesome it is, it would basically be them saying, yeah, Android is just as good. Please ignore everything we've previously said. And an Android phone works. But at this point, I mean, there's been enough changes to the Android operating system. I think they could still do that and save face. Because they look, Android has come a long way. Look at these features that are with Lollipop. And and they're not going to look like complete hypocrites or whatever the case may be. Android has come so far, it is now ready to be put on a three-year-old phone. Yes. <laughs> I'm being unfair, really, but... It's a Snapdragon 808. It's, it's, well, yeah. It's modern. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, and by the way, Android Donut. Woo-hoo! Is that like something you're sitting on right now? Is that this is the new Internet of Things? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I was implying that they would be running Android Donut on their phone because oh. it's old hardware, and <laughs> you're obviously too tired to appreciate. See, I'm thinking of a donut awesome pillow, wit. one that can actually report back to my Android Wear how my sitting is currently doing, and Bluetooth donut pillow, built-in speakers, <laughs> and a 2500 milliamp. Our battery. Yeah, you're going to be getting like text messages on your phone from your your donut. <laughs> from your butt. <laughs> Get off me! Get off! Brings a new meaning to the to the term butt dialing. Run chair, save yourself. Oh, I'll hold him. This... I'll hold him off as long as I can. Here, um, here's our show title: Uncle Remus's Confederate Android Donut. Confederate Android Stapler. Yeah, that, there that we won't go. fit in the tweet. My stapler is broken. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there were staples in it. It just spat them all out on me. Now, in, in reality, we don't know what version of Android it is. It's but but it, you're right. It's probably not going to be newer yeah. than Donut. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's their own fork of Android. Yeah, they could. If yeah. it's some kernel that isn't out for general release. Five point oh point one three three seven. It, it. I just had an epiphany. I mean, if if that's the case, BlackBerry has their own version of Android. Microsoft is going to is rumored to have their own version of Android. 
Is everyone going to get in on the Android game? Are we, are we going to it. look at an Apple version of Android soon? That would <laughs> Did, be awesome. Didn't we talk about that a few yeah. years ago? Yeah, we did. Which means we, it'll happen in another eight months. Are we prophetic or what? <laughs> prophetic. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I totally misheard you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Plex TV or Plex. Plex is a great service that I absolutely adore. And if you use it, you adore it too. There's just no getting around it. If you don't adore it, it's because you don't use it. I, I mean, that's Fair just enough. like, it's science again. <laughs> Direct correlation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, if you don't know what it is, you install a Plex server on a computer somewhere. And if you have all your movies and your home videos and your pictures and your music and your recorded TV, you can then stream it to any Plex client anywhere. So I have it up on my media center upstairs and I have Windows Media Center that records TV, but then I have Plex. And Plex then streams it out to my phone, my tablet, other laptops that may not have media center. It doesn't matter where I am at, if I have an internet connection, I can stream my recorded TV. Very, very nice, very, very handy. Not so handy when hackers compromise the servers that Plex is on and get usernames and passwords. But then you read the headline, and it turns out they only compromised where they host their blog and their forums. So never mind, you're all good. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, it turns out that the, uh, the headlines that were so fast to judge on this one didn't get it all right. Uh, user information is still secure, payment information is still secure, and device information isn't even stored on Plex's servers. That, that's stored on your own server. That you control. So, honestly, go back and reset your password to the forums, if you even use the forums. I don't. And uh, you should be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on the forums, but I I don't use Plex. <laughs> you only remember that you're on the forums whenever it's your birthday? Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday from Plex. Well, no, I, I keep up on, like, the... It, there's a Raspberry Pi build of Plex that I'm keeping up on, so... Because I want to use it with my Raspberry Pi, so... See, I want it with my Google Glass. That way I can just stare <laughs> wide-eyed at people and they don't even know I'm watching a show. <laughs> awesome. That's the future of HoloLens, by the way. <laughs> people you're, people are just staring at you with this really weird look on your face and you don't know it, but they're actually watching an ultra-violent movie on it. Um, okay, let's go into... Let's move forward, forward. Google Glass. That sounds like it should come after Plex. Yeah. Since I didn't read this headline. Google Glass. Yeah, yeah. Because technology. Right. Go get him, yeah. Schmitty. <laughs> Schmitty's like, I don't know. I didn't do this one either. Well, <laughs> I didn't do anything this episode. I just, I'm just here. <laughs> Well, it's looking like, uh, according to some new documents, that there is a new version of Google Glass currently uh, sitting with the FTC. Um, it, this is notable in that it's a new version of Google Glass, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So I, you know, I saw this and I thought I remember when they said no, we're not going to be doing Google Glass anymore. The current version, but they had alluded that there were some updates or another version to to come out, and it now looks like there there will be some new Google Glass hardware uh, coming out. That 
I, I don't know how I feel about this. When it came out, it was something straight out of sci-fi. And it became such a joke that I don't know that this is something that's ever going to really take off. I, I think I... I got to give Google Glass props for the vision it had. And I have been one to ridicule it as well, because let's be honest, it looks stupid. But I don't think it looks stupid because the idea behind it is stupid. I think the technology just simply could not keep up with the vision. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If they found a way to like embed it into your eyeball or, or, or a contact lens, that's when, that's when the technology would really take off. Well, it's like, let's be honest, HoloLens that I just mentioned is awesome, and I can't wait for it. And I'm going to look like an idiot wearing it, because yeah. in its first iteration, and this isn't even the first one ever, it's just the first one that's going to be making it to public, it's big, it's bulky, it's just a whole lot of things wrong, but it can do so much. Yeah. Well, and in then, reality, HoloLens isn't something you're going to be walking around with like Google Glass is designed to do. It's just, Right. It's meant to... For you to be sitting in a location doing VR or whatever, and and Google Glass is completely opposite. It's meant to be interactive and you know show me directions to this place or take a picture. I don't, you know, yeah, you know, I foresee a future where Hololens takes off and it's super awesome, and. Apple innovates it by coming out with their own version of it, but it's horrible because Apple doesn't have the back end to support it. And then Google comes out with it like a day later, and it's like their version of the Google Glass 5. And it's a holographic overlay, and it's the entire Google Glass experience, only in a holographic overlay over both eyes. And in this future, the the, the hardware has gotten small enough that we're no longer laughing at how it looks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and or we've worked, found a way to get it into your vision without nerdy-looking devices, <laughs> for it'll lack be of like, a better term. It'll be like that weird game on Star Trek, The Next Generation, that shoots into your eyeballs and makes you get the saucer into the... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just went full-on Stark there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go cry in the corner now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Pluto TV. Which is different than Pluto, the dwarf planet that's being talked about being made a real planet again. Or the dog, which is still a dog. Who can't talk even though Goofy can. Goofy's not a dog. What is Goofy? Goofy's a dog. He's not a dog. He's a demon. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that goes without saying because, you know, talking dogs obviously are demons. Yes. Goofy is a tall anthropomorphic dog and typically wears a turtleneck. Okay, yeah, he's a dog. <laughs> that, Demon that dog, Goofy, yeah. Anthrop- he's a dog. Anthropomorphic. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Pluto TV is a service Pluto I had never heard about until today when a headline crossed my feed that said, Pluto TV now streams Hulu. And, and Schmidt and I talked about this before we hit record because I had to ask him, like, what do you know about Pluto TV? Because evidently it now streams Hulu. Which is confusing to me because Hulu is a streaming service. So why not just go to Hulu? And then I went and I signed up for Pluto TV. And holy crap, I am blown away. Uh, You launch it and it is just like it's an immediate DVR. As if you just turned on your cable box. Except there's huge amounts of channels galore. It is 
quite impressive. And evidently the Hulu streaming they're talking about means that they can now bring NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox shows to this service. Therefore, if you're a cable cutter, this may have just become your new best friend. Well, and the, and the the big thing with Pluto TV is that it's 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 an aggregator basically of of TV that's available on the web. Um, so I mean, yeah, you can go to Hulu TV, then you can go to uh, Vimeo or YouTube or Crackle or whatever to to get all the you know web series you watch, or you can go to Pluto TV and get it all in one place. And now they've just increased their um, content. With Dramatically. Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> Hulu. <laughs> yeah, now, no. not to do the whole we told you so, but wasn't it a few years ago when I said, don't we need an aggregator service like this? Because pretty soon we're going to have some series on Netflix and some series on Hulu and some series on Crackle. And this mm-hmm. is before Yahoo Screen even came out and we had more series. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And and it's it's getting to that point where, I mean, there are so many places to watch video. It's getting ridiculous. We all, I mean, I'm hoping for the day that you know something like Pluto TV or something really does include everything. Netflix will open up. You know, other broadcasters will open up. Well, that'll never happen, but yeah, we can hope. <laughs> okay, back from uh, the TV news into Elon Musk, Tony In- Stark. Yeah, you know how people often say that Elon Musk, who founded PayPal and made Tesla and SpaceX, and now he's making the Hyperloop trains, he's basically the real-life Tony Stark. Well, in Age of Ultron, Tony Stark accidentally makes an AI that is capable of killing the entire world. Evidently, just so Elon Musk does not go down that route, he set up a fund to make sure people can keep AI under control. He puts it more eloquently, uh, but really, it's a $7 million fund that will grant, be granted to AI researchers on ways to make sure they never rise up against us, which seems like a very odd thing to invest money in, but maybe he's just seen farther into the future than the rest of us. <laughs> now, he got a, what happened is he got an advanced screening of Terminator Genesis. <laughs> he's like, nope, 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 doing a hard <laughs> no on that one. Yeah. I mean, well, no. See, John Connor came from the future to tell to warn Elon Musk about the future, and told him what he has to do, and told him where to put his money. See, you can't do that because then you create paradoxes and alternate timelines. And right, he didn't no. save his future; he just created a new one. Yeah, yeah. that's but just a new, screwy. A, a Skynet-less future. I don't care about the other the other there dimensions. There is no such thing as a <laughs> Skynet-less future. Because they keep coming back. <laughs> Except we just call it Google. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm dead serious. We already I, carry, I, we I, already I carry Skynet around in our pocket. We call them smartphones. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, okay. So, it was awarded, actually, uh, to a... They've been sending out different awards to different research firms. The largest is getting $1.5 million uh, and it goes to a joint Oxford-Cambridge Research Center, and they want to study the long-term impacts of AI and develop policies to, quote, minimize the risk and maximize benefits from artificial intelligence development, end quote, which seems generic. 
It is generic, but there's probably a lot more thought behind that. If you if you ask them about that, they'll probably provide like a 300-page document on exactly how and what risks they're going to minimize. And Well, the big thing behind it is they need to learn how to program AI so it is benevolent. And that seems like a dumb thing. Well, simply tell it not to kill. Well, it doesn't really work, does it? No. Because... I mean, See all it, these it Hollywood doesn't. movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, even the three laws of robotics don't work perfectly. And so, like, one team wants to research ways to program human values into AI. But how do you, how, how do you program an AI to respect individual entity without starting to apply that individualistic entity to itself, thereby becoming sentient? Yeah. And one of the biggest problems with with AI development is that you don't want to limit it with our, I mean, you don't want to cage it in with our limited knowledge of of the way thought process. Yeah, because uh, who knows that if you know if you design a true AI, uh, who's to tell it that it can't learn a certain a different way of thinking, a a different paradigm? Um, And so, if we limit it with our own way of thinking. it it may backfire, and so it's it's really it's it's a very fine line to balance on you know how much how many limiters you actually put into an AI system. Yeah, so, tough stuff. And Schmitty <laughs> should know because he's trying to hasten Judgment Day by <laughs> teaching yes. freaking AIs to play Mario Kart. Yes, I'm training Terminator to play. Mario Kart. <laughs> Thankfully, if Terminator it can play Mario can't do Kart, very well on the Rainbow drive. Bridge. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it it can drive, Schmitty. And it then before you know it, it's shooting those stupid blue turtles out of its car at everybody in its path. Pixels, man. We're all going to die. Did <laughs> you ever notice that the Rainbow Bridge level looks a lot like the Bifrost from Thor? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it was loosely based on it. Yes, it is. It is one <laughs> one way to read the old mythology. Yeah, um, one's based on the other. I think they're both based on an acid trip. <laughs> fair enough. Um, Mario's just showing all that pride. <laughs> they're just way ahead of the curve. But don't get way ahead of the curve. You'll fly right off that track. That's um, what I was just thinking. That's a good way to die. <laughs> so Google Photos has a new game. It's called Spot the Racist. Oh, gee. <laughs> I think this is potentially our most offensive show yet. This is hilarious. Okay, so Google Photos has an algorithm where it takes different pictures from people's um, uh, their their albums and tries its best to identify what it is or what's going on. This isn't new. Google's been working on this algorithm for quite a while. Um, it, it's how it's originally Google, Google Image Search out. worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it is, of course, just a machine. And um, somehow it got Nazi concentration camps into the mix. That wasn't good. Um, also, it may think black people are gorillas. Which... Uh, is a step above the racism level that Apple's watch that said that black people don't have heartbeats or souls. Um, so I guess <laughs> good on you, Apple. I mean, at least you didn't call them apes. Yeah, this isn't good. I mean, it, a lot of people are coming to its defense saying, well, it's, it's just 
um, dumb machines. There's, there's no malicious intent. But I would I would contend that I mean there should be some level of of curating to to some of this, which I agree is difficult, and Google probably doesn't have the bandwidth to do that. But I don't know. It's it's still something that shouldn't have happened in my, in my opinion. Yeah, it definitely shouldn't have. It does make me wonder how many people have pictures of gorillas in their Google Photo albums. Um, just I just take saying. pictures of gorillas when I go to the zoo. So I have a couple. Okay. That just to <laughs> just saying. I mean, it, it happens. You take pictures of gorillas when you go to the zoo, right? No. And elephants. And I no. do because okay. I like gorillas. I like the zoo. I don't take pictures of animals at all at the zoo. Oh. What about and, your kids? That yeah, okay, those a- animals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only wild animals I need to take pictures of, and I can do that at home. <laughs> um, I just want you guys to both appreciate how much effort I had to exert there to not completely offend everybody that may be listening on some awesome. level. Good job. I did not go there for once. Turn your hat backwards again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so Google has not yet publicly apologized for this, and I, I love this, but it had a shared a new tool that collected the most popular coffee latte shapes made in the creamer. So good job, Google, I guess. Oh, I didn't realize that that's what it was doing. They yeah. can't identify the difference between a black man and a gorilla but they can tell you what decorations you had in your brev- breakfast beverage. <laughs> and what flavor it was. This oh, is Neuronet learning at its finest, Zoner. Don't question it. <laughs> at, least, at least it didn't identify the black coffee as gorilla. I just... Uh, <laughs> hey, may I, I, may, just my AI can up, tell man. the difference between a pipe and Bowser, okay? It's it's pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should be the one doing these algorithms, Schmitty. <laughs> yeah, right up until his car goes, ah, gorilla, and steers off the road. Okay. <laughs> uh, gorilla's on Rainbow Road. <laughs> that's what makes it really confusing. <laughs> I'm still interested in the Nazi concentration camps, like not on a personal level, but kind of wondering how did they show up in the game? Yeah, I, I don't know. People so. go to visit them. Who I visits guess. Nazi concentration camps? <laughs> Not the same people that visit zoos. <laughs> Just Maybe they think they are. I can't even respond to that question. I, well, I am like borderline, like completely inappropriate and offensive at this point in the show, okay. and I'm just having to keep my mouth shut because I know, like. The FCC doesn't even monitor podcasts, but they'll shut us down. <laughs> Let's go to Batman v Superman then. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, my very favorite thing about this movie is my son watching the trailer going, why is it Batman v Superman? And I had to tell him, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so some fun set images have come out on this and the cover of Entertainment Weekly showing a lot more detail in the different outfits. Now, I'm going to go there. I am going to be that comic fan geek who looks at this trailer and goes, it looks very TV series-esque. 
Yeah. And kinda, Batman looks like grumpy old man. Kind of has a Gotham feel to it. But but Bruce Wayne is grumpy old man. I mean, that guy's not happy. Yeah, but there's a difference between bulky and, like, he's almost overweight. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure it's the angle, and it's the suit, and it's the fact that, guess what? Comic book uh, costumes do not translate into the real world very well. It's just the truth. They don't. No. Um, well, my only yeah. problem with this is Lex Luthor has shoulder-length hair. Where did that come from? Oh, no, um, he does in one of the Earths. I forget which one. Okay. Not in this Earth. But he's the, um, <laughs> he's like the, oh, Zahner's going to have to correct me. I want to say he's the reincarnated version of his son or something. He, like, transferred his mind into his son. It's like, okay. he's, he's a clone. Yeah. Like, it's a clone. All the versions of Lex Luthor's I've ever known, even in comic books, are bald. I, I've never seen the one with long hair, so in forgive the- me. In the 90s, uh, around the death of Superman time, uh, there was allegedly, uh, well, no, it it wasn't allegedly, it happened, but the character was allegedly Lex Luthor's son. Uh, And interestingly enough, he was a ginger, so no soul, (laughs) but um, it was actually a clone of Lex Luthor or something, if I recall correctly, so. Um, I'm going to say that, I mean, with when we first heard about Jesse Eisenberg being Lex Luthor, I thought, how how am I going to take him seriously? He's always been in you know the funny role or whatever. But then thinking, oh, well, if he's going to be bald, it, it, we might be able to suspend disbelief a little bit and and think of him as a you know a supervillain. But now we have seen images of him bald though for this. So we have. So maybe maybe this is just a a wig, uh, a bad a wig. wig. You know, the thing that kind of bothers me, though, and we've talked about this, I'm not sold on Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I, I'm really not. She doesn't look horrible. She looks too thin, you know? I mean, I like the costume. I think the costume, they did a good job capturing Wonder Woman. Um, but, yeah, I she just she does not look... She doesn't look like an Amazonian. Yeah, she doesn't look physically <laughs> imposing enough to be Wonder Woman. Does she like bulk up before a fight or something? Or she hulks like out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the skirt that almost covers her hips. Almost, yes. I'm still wondering why she's on the cover at all for a Batman v Superman cover. Because DC doesn't know how to handle the character. They never have. Yeah. So... They're hoping that maybe Entertainment Weekly does. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, also, we got a leak from the Batman v Superman uh, movie, kind of, in the form of Legos, which is always the best kind of leak. Yeah. Unless you step on them at 2 a.m. in your bare feet. That's, that's just Batman dispensing justice on your foot. <laughs> I just hope that the real Batmobile has Lego rivets like this does. That would be cool. This like looks could, freaking sweet. He could like snap on other modules at, at a whim, you know. Just <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, th- this looks cool, and I I would want it sitting on my shelf and being imposing. I yeah, I, I'm very impressed with it. I am very impressed with it. I I I do approve, and it will only be thirty bucks. So yeah. hey, yeah, three hundred and six pieces. Pretty 
pretty small, but pretty awesome. It does have the stud shooters on the front, like we could, a lot of the Star Wars models do. So pretty cool. I like it. I think Lego is generally pretty cool. Um, <laughs> we have a couple more t- headlines. We don't have time to get to them. Check them out in the show notes. One's about the new Star Trek movie, and you know I don't care when even I'm passing a Star Trek headline. <laughs> and the other one is about Chicago being done with Netflix. How's that for a teaser? (laughs) All right. My favorite this week goes to a great uh, bit of film with, uh, man, my brain just goes totally blank. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Anne Hathaway play a superhero and supervillain, respectively. And they're doing epic battle, except it's really not about them. It's about their sidekicks and... And how their sidekicks really just want some recognition at some point. And they realize they have a lot more in common than they thought. Never mind the fact that one of them is a spider. Uh, and the other one, no one can remember his name. There's also a really great cameo at the end of it. So you should definitely watch all the way through. It's quite funny. <laughs> cool. Um, my favorite, uh, since I, I still haven't been able to find one, I will mention my <laughs> <laughs> my. F- my favorite book series currently. Um, I just finished the Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson, and um, it it is amazing. So uh, check that out. Now I got a quick question: Is that uh, book one of that? Is that the Way of Kings? No, the Way of Kings is uh, in the Stormlight Archive. Oh, that's the Mistborn right. series is uh, um, uh, the book one is Final Empire, and then Will of Ascension, and then Hero of Ages. But the Way of Kings is is good and the stormlight archive is a good series as well they only have two books in that series though now i will (laughs) i will say on the way of kings i've got the audio book and i got i think about 18 hours in and i realized that i still had 45 hours to go yeah it's a big book (laughs) and i gave up i'm listening to tarkin now which is awesome so it's kind of like the bible like the audiobook version of the bible yeah pretty much much. don't give up on it go back to it it's it's it is good though. Well, it is good. It is good. It's just long, so long. <laughs> uh, okay, now a few weeks ago, a few months ago, maybe uh, I mentioned uh, Zooey Locker, uh, which is an Android lock screen replacement, and I've had kind of a love hate relationship with it over the last little while, and it got to the point where I became quite indifferent to it. I came across a new lock screen replacement, interestingly enough, by Microsoft for your Android phone called Next. And I've played with it a little bit over the last few days, and I am very, very impressed with it. So if you tried Zooey and you weren't that impressed or that sold on it, or you just are looking for a different experience with your uh, lock screen on your Android phone. Check this out. It's it's pretty cool, and there's a lot of really neat customization that you can do with it. You know what's really great about this lock screen is the fact that I first brought it up as my favorite almost a year ago. Yep, I remember that. It was in beta, wasn't it? I think I recall that because it was still in early beta, yep. if I recall. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I call it again. Well, I, I'm using the the release version is mine. So you got the beta, I get the release. Oh, fine. All right. Well, Compromise. I'm going to go and pass out now. Thank you for joining us for this uh, very dr- 
drowsy episode of Stolen Droids. Again, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com or give us a call 801-917-GEEK. Don't leave us feedback on the site. We never see it in time, evidently. Uh, until next time, cheers. End of one. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.